Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Coffee and cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Ray McLeod goes in orbit motion behind Purdy and McCaffrey. They fake it to him left. They fake McCaffrey right. They throw to Kittle over the middle. Five. Touchdown. San Francisco. He looks right. Comes left. Throws down the sideline. Wide open. George Kittle. 30. 20. Cuts inside. 10. Cuts inside again. Touchdown. Friday morning here on Coffee and Cream in the Morning. On Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency, alongside Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers, Brock Purdy, lighting the world on fire over the past few weeks. But is he the guy as they go into the playoffs now? They're set up with the NFC West locked up. But is he the guy? And, you know, that's what something I've been thinking about because – you know, was it last year? Was it two years ago? We saw a little Mike White do something spectacular like this. Is Brock Purdy Mike White or is Brock Purdy the next coming of, well, you know, let's get adventurous, Tom Brady? No, let's not. Uh, you know, it's <laughs> funny, too. Uh, good morning, by the way. Sorry about that. Welcome into Coffee and Cream. 888-678-638-638-4876. Right. 888 Six three eight. It's like an ad on seven, TV. Six. You have no, to you, hear it five times. You, you know what's interesting now? Because all the, the talking heads, it's like, hey, can Brock Purdy be the guy? What are we going to do with Trey Lance? Could you believe they hung on to Jimmy Garoppolo? So we start going through all this like flash in the yeah, pan. All the scenarios. And, and stuff. But you know, what we, we, you know what we forgot about Brock Purdy? He used to be Brocktober. He he's a used, good quarterback. He used to be the guy at Iowa State. When he was there in Ames, it was like, man, he's clutch. They may get off to a crappy start, but boy, they'll end up seven and six. You don't want Purdy <laughs> getting busy late in the season, so he's got some gamer in him. I don't know about his overall talent, but I, I'm telling you, I, we got into this yesterday, Drew Down, when we were talking about uh, quarterback and the symbiotic relationship with OCs and product of me, good coaching. Me spending all that time talking to Sage Rosenfels. I'm not as enamored by arm talent and athleticism at the quarterback spot as as much as I was anymore because I've seen too many guys that had all those things that it didn't really matter. Now, it helps to have those things, but it's all about the connectivity that you have with the mastermind behind the scenes. And I'm confident. It's, it's why I said I felt like San Francisco was the best team in the NFC a couple weeks ago. I'm riding with Shanahan. <laughs> Right, because I think he could make me a serviceable. No, he couldn't. He could probably make you a serviceable <laughs> NFL quarterback to go along with what that team needs. 
they're so good defensively along that front. They're allowing Ward to now play because they get after the quarterback. The run game, a couple of years ago uh, when they were making a run, I spent all this time on Twitter, like just going through some of their run schemes. Three pullers, pen and pull, trap, base, power. Like the intricacies in their run game, and I listened to – Who's the the superstar left tackle that's built like a house for them? Um, cornerstone offensive lineman, best in the game, Trent Williams. I listened to a podcast of his last year or maybe two years ago where he called it controlled chaos. It looks like nonsense, like when they're going through it, but how how good the schemes are. Fudge. I... I and I know I got I got one of our um, listeners out there from a couple of years ago when McVay and Shanahan were kind of on the same collision course, and Shanahan was kicking McVay's ass and head-to-head matchups. And I was like, ah, oh, you know who's a better coach? And he's a Niners guy. And he's like, what? Can't believe you've had the audacity to take McVay over Shanahan. And at that time, McVay hadn't won a Super Bowl yet. But in most like coaching, like top whatevers. McVeigh is ranked ahead of Shanahan. Now, he does own him head-to-head, and I tr- probably trust Shanahan with quarterbacks more, but McVeigh did rehab Stafford. I don't say rehab. He wasn't that bad. Stafford still turned the ball over, but they were good enough to win a They also Bowl. built a super team there. Well, I, I mean, see, but I don't discount that. Like, you don't – have you looked at the Niners roster lately? Yeah, well, yeah, defensively, it's, is it's, they're, they're my favorite team to watch in it's football. Pretty, it's pretty good. Right. No um, Debo, though, at least for the foreseeable this week, future. This, 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 this last couple of weeks. But he's had Debo throughout a right. ton of his Kittle coaching. hasn't been Kittle's, George Kittle, but he was also uh, hurt uh, most uh, of the year. Again, when you're just talking about assembling talent, mm-hmm. the guys on the roster, he was utilizing really, really good. Now, you could give me individual week-by-week examples, but – that's the same with every team in the NFL. Sometimes your good guys are playing. Sometimes your good guys are not. Sometimes your good guys are in their prime. Sometimes they're not. But their roster is good. So I just I look at him with quarterbacks because this isn't a Shanny McVay comparison. I I just I trust him. <laughs> I don't know about like late in games, but I do tr- I do trust the fact that his his rosters. As good as I've talked about how where they are top to bottom, they always get guys hurt. He always finds a way to function and, and be kind of relevant. And remember, they were treading water. You talk about a piecemeal roster five, six weeks ago, right before they went on the run. They're like, how in the world are they going to pull this off? And he pulls it off. And it's like you watched him last night. And I don't know. I, I just think I trust the combination. I said this to Arthur. Um, uh, Arkish, by the way, I had a great picture on Twitter last night with his dad. It's fantastic. I bet Arthur doesn't look like you think he does. Oh, I I saw his photo when we first talked crazy? to him. Yeah. So when you when you hear him speak, I, I try I try. It's, it's not one of those moments where it doesn't correspond. I try not to do that because I got hammered for that for it's, it's all right for a while. God, you don't talk anything like you look. I was like, well, what does that mean? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> no. <laughs> good, good Friday. I talk morning. like I got hit upstairs. <laughs> good, good Friday morning to you. But it's like, 
I trust the combination of Shanahan and whoever his quarterback is more than I do what's going on in Philly and certainly more than I do in Dallas. Now, Philly can change my mind because Sirianni is not is, – should be getting out of that whole whipping boy phase. Like Sirianni should start to get credit now as a pretty good coach as opposed to the quirky guy that hammers analytics and – and and doesn't play by the rules and is so you know what I mean like mm-hmm. he appears to be a pretty good coach and that roster is fantastic and I love their general manager and I've kind of been hot on Philadelphia the last couple of years they're just now starting to put it together but man when you watch them coach like like what aren't they're just good and they're physical so over time those teams I I, I typically give the those are playoff to, teams. You know what I mean? It's Those are playoff like, teams. Yeah. Well, you talk a lot about the 49ers, too. And for one, Kyle Shanahan's play calling is unreal. It's somewhat un- unmatched when Just, you look at it. But he also takes a lot of things from years past and executes them better today. Yeah. Um, I mean, you look at the, the double pump fake play that you were talking about on Twitter. The, the, the double screen. And, uh, like, that's something that you saw in Bill Walsh's offense back in the 80s. And then you saw Andy Reid use it recently, too. And you saw Shanahan use that play in Re- years past, too. Reid is really good with those. So, and here's the thing. So, it's not just the and, – and, like, if you don't – like, if you just kind of glob on to the obvious, you'll say play design. A lot of guys can design plays. Comes down to execution. That's the thing. That's the thing. No, he also had a lot of time too. Like the, the, no, the no line off. gives Brock Purdy a lot of but, time. But, but listen though, you're faking the screen game. So your offensive linemen have to be super disciplined. They have to know what they're doing. You can't get any mm-hmm. ineligible men downfield. Then you're getting vertical in the passing game. Like that's pretty good. That that you have that's to connect on all cylinders. Yeah, that's some Andy. So it's a lot of it is the teaching too. It's not just. A lot, I'm telling you, there are a lot of smart guys that can get on a dry erase board. Ton. I see. Like they're just. It's it's the execution of what they're doing. And again, I go back to that podcast that I listened to with Trent Williams, and he and he called it controlled. Chaos. He called Shanny. Oh, he's like he's a he's a he's got this big deep. I mean, he's not a low guy. He's a rich man. So, he fits his voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. Yes, yes, yes. He he fits his voice, man. So I mean, good on him. That's a it's a team I wouldn't want to play. So the Forty ers is that your team? Your way too early prediction to be your I NFC? Just, I, I just think I think the collision course. I just think the collision course. They're going to have to plan some cold weather because they're probably going to have to go to Philadelphia. Any NFC championship, mm-hmm. so it'll, it'll, I I like right now the the Phillies and <laughs> the Phillies it's World Series champs. God, what what a year it could be for Philadelphia. Yeah, seriously. Well, World Series runner-ups. Um, yeah, that. Um, <laughs> so it's like uh, I don't know. I I like San Francisco and and Philadelphia in the NFC championship. Now, who could play spoiler? Well, the Dallas Cowboys. Um, but if you're looking for a true spoiler, talk to me in a week and a half. Because I'll tell you who nobody wants to play against defensively. And that's the team in Washington. So, 
Now they got to get my there. sleeper team. They got to get there, but defensively, yeah, healthy. Once you get healthy, oh. anything can happen. So like all anything. All, they're they're the they're like what I because Dallas isn't going to be a sleeper or a dark horse. People, some they, people they think, that, yeah, some people think they're the best team in their division. So that so that's not like, but the Commanders are the team that I think would be a true sleeper because they plan they can run the ball. Heineke's a gamer. I don't know if you can win with him. Sure, maybe you can. Uh, I, I think how he's much kinda, how much different is Heineke and Brock Purdy? Yeah, well. Heineke's probably a more advanced Purdy. Purdy's not there yet. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's only, he hasn't had the time. Heineke's played in some big moments where he's, like, captured the nation <laughs> with his play, right? Yep. So Heineke is, like, emotionally a little ahead. I don't – you know, we'll, we'll get into the physical attributes later, but emotionally he's a little ahead. And you look at uh, the Eagles-Cowboys there in the NFC East, and I – you know, I've made the case before for the Cowboys defensively but uh, I've always been riding the Eagles pretty much all season long. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have the best secondary in the National Football League. Offensively, they are so well put together. You talk about Sirianni and just his ability to just step in year one and just make uh, a, a team that was good better, right? You know, taking that step up, that just goes to show that the Eagles know what they're doing when they're hiring somebody. And plus, the work that they did in the draft to get A.J. Brown as well. Uh, you just collectively made your group the best team in football, and that's why they're 12-1. Football, so, football, football, uh, football. You, offensively, football, defensively, football. I still think they have the edge over the Cowboys and, frankly, the edge over the NFC, despite the 49ers probably edging them out defensively, mm. but, you know, I could take it either way. The Eagles can be an overly successful team, especially if they're facing off against Brock Purdy. Yeah. Let's move toward Creighton basketball well, tonight. Wow. Segway? None. Nice little segue <laughs> from one side of the tracks to the other. <laughs> I got what you did. You were talking Dallas Cowboys, right? Mm-hmm. Mike McCarthy used to be in Green Bay. Green Bay is in Wisconsin. Marquette is in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Creighton plays Marquette. Creighton segue. Thank goodness you got there because I oh, would not fun. have. That's why I have you paired up next to me. Oh. Hey, no, but for real, Creighton men's basketball takes on the hardwood again tonight. They get a matchup, their first Big East matchup of the year against Marquette. And something I, 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 I was reading Joel Lorenzi's article yesterday, and a quote in there from Sharif Mitchell said that that team is searching for more heart right now, and I could not agree more. Well, we beat Joel to the punch because he got he got we scooped him. Well, I was just fortunate that I got a chance yeah, to you, sit you, with you. You sat with him <laughs> <laughs> because that's that's what we were talking yeah. about yesterday. That's basically you're right. You're right. I should give you credit for no, 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 no. I re-referenced no, no. it. Sharif, who gets to sit down with Joel. I'm just like. <laughs> I'm just Uncle DB. We're just shooting the breeze. <laughs> I'm not really like – I'm not coming out with an article looking for information. I was just curious on a multitude of things because there's so many good players. And I, and, I, and I always liken it back to what had to happen in our locker room some years ago where, where guys have to relent. Some guys have to step up. Some guys have to embrace a different kind of role because not everybody can lead. Great – this underappreciated. You ready for this hot take? Everybody. Great teams have great leaders, but they also have great followers. You, you can't always be a leader. Sometimes you have to be a follower 
on a championship caliber team. So sorting that out is going to take some time. But couldn't I, agree more with I'm, that. Take. I'm, I'm, I'm glad because I think it's under. We don't talk about it enough. Well, if you want to be the not guy, everybody can be with, the guy. Yeah. Well, I was going to say like when you say leader, you're not just saying like, hey, come on, guys. Like, no, you're talking about like I want to be the guy on the floor. <laughs> But you can't have three the guys on the floor. Yeah. You have to have one one primary guy. You have to have Mr. Secondary. And then you have to have the rest of the crew that knows the game plan but also can step up in big ways. That's it. Like, know your role. It's a role thing. And this team has learned a lot about themselves right now over the course of their five-game losing streak. I mean, for one, they've realized that they are not untouchable, like many thought early on this season. Like I have said before, early on this season. And two, they've got to dig deeper and find the will to win. And that's where I think the line is set. The bar is set for tonight. You can't go into a matchup ever against Shaka Smart and expect to not be a bully on the floor and win this matchup physically. Because Shaka's teams are always built to the extreme when it comes to physical size. Yeah, they play hard as... They, they play hard. Fire and emotion. That's what I need to see out of this group. You know, we, we talk sometimes about Tominaga and his ability to, you know, get hyped up after a three. Like, I don't see a lot of that out of Creighton ever. I want to see some emotion in this game. I want to see that will, that desire to win. And if it's there, then you can speak it into existence. Uh, it's interesting, too, because um, going into – Marquette tonight. Were you surprised to see that they're such a dog? I didn't even see the line. Marquette is favored. By how much? Four, four and a half. Doesn't that seem crazy? Vegas obviously doesn't think Kalkbrenner's playing. Well, I don't think he is either. But that's that's too many. Four I, points? Yeah. This that, team can really run it, and they do a really good job and, and of their perimeter capable. ball screens. Don't, don't be careful now. Don't don't kick the sleeping dog. They've had a chance to get back in their own bed, do a little soul searching, have some continuity with their coaches and that staff. Well, I, I saw four and a half. I was like, no way. But apparently, the luster, the shine. They had the fifth best odds to cut down the nets in Lincoln or in, mm-hmm. in college yeah. basketball mm-hmm. at plus 360, and they're going to Milwaukee catching points two months later. Hey, I'm with you. I'm, not, I'm not making a case that Creighton can't compete in this game. They've, they've played in two very close games lately. They just haven't found a way well, to get over the hump. So they'll compete. They're not going to get blown out. But that's what I'm saying. Like, when yeah. you're talking about the line here, like, four points is a, is a lot seems to look like, at. Seems like a lot. I mean, that's, you're, you're asking for two, possess, two possessions here. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's like. Hey, you look at the keys to the game, though, and it. For one, it's rediscovering that will. It's winning the physical battle. It's anticipating and working through ball screens because that's what, that's what Marquette get, likes to do. They like to set screens up high and try to do work with the role game a little bit. And then lastly, I mean, trust in your abilities. Mm. Scoring is obvious, and you know you can do it. Creighton, we've seen you do it this season. And it's not finding the best look, it's finding the right look. Mm-hmm. You don't have to settle 
for, oh, oh, if it's not a wide open three, I'm not taking it. But if it's the best look in your shot clock, I don't care if it's three seconds in. I don't care if it's 20 seconds in. Take the shot and trust in your abilities. Take the shot. Take the shot. Take the shot. It's like every, what, basketball movie of all time. Three, two, and you keep people screaming, take the shot. You better find a way to to match Cam Jones' energy because he's going to be a handful Mm -hmm. for, for Marquette. Hey, online one, uh, Michigan Lance here to talk Jays basketball. Shane, we're taking calls in the first segment. What is going on? Why not? Michigan Lance, good morning. It's Friday. What's up, buddy? Me likey. Hey, what's up, fellas? How you doing? Good, good. What's up, buddy? Hey, man, you guys talk about Brock Purdy first. Is it like the San Francisco 49ers are, well, hey, yeah, they're the modern-day Denver Broncos with quarterbacks. So you had Terrell Davis. Oh, you're talking about the run scheme. Who was it? Mike Anderson was the other running back, right, DB? Yeah. Yep. Like, you know, when they ran the zone, uh, the zone offensive running game, like Terrell Davis comes in with 2,000 yards, he gets hurt one year, and Mike Anderson gets 1,000 or 1,200. Like, all they're doing is, is cycling these quarterbacks that are doing well, man. It's, it's more of a system than I think the actual quarterback play elevating. You know what I'm saying? Michigan Lance, do you know who those Denver Bronco teams were coached by? Right, yeah, his dad. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right, so you got Mike Shanahan <laughs> with the running back, and now you got his son Kyle with the quarterback. Yeah. It's just rotating. It doesn't matter who's the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. That team is going to do well anyway. They're built well, and their system is really good. So I'm not sitting here... And, and we're in this today's world. we got to elevate somebody right away. Oh, Brock Purdy, look at him. He's done it all. Like, just said that about Garoppolo a couple weeks ago. And then in the summer and in the spring, Garoppolo was a bomb. <laughs> so, it, it, hey, man, you can put DB back there. He'll, he'll do some song. Bring nah, it off. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He said he, he said he would put me back there, and I don't know yeah, if I could I, throw a spiral. I, I just don't know, Michigan Lance, how many hits I could take. Well, yeah, uh, I understand that. You know, so, I'm I'm hey. I'm, be- I'm better in the gym with like twelve ounce gloves now than I am with a helmet and shoulder scout pads. Team QB? Yeah, yeah. I tried a couple. Oh, I, I tried a couple of weeks playing scout team quarterback. I was a scout team quarterback when we played North Platte, and we ended up losing that game in North Platte. So that just lets you know where oh, I'm at. Oh, yeah, you're done. It's yeah. time for you to hang them up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Oh, and then you got Creighton. Um, are you, you surprised know, it, they're? Are you surprised I, they're a dog? No, because here, here's the thing: with where, where Creighton's at right now in their program, like all those years Creighton were good, like they were the hunters, right? There was no expectation, so they would beat a lot of the bigger schools when they were in the valley, and then when they got into the Big East, uh, you know, you had McDermott, you had good teams and good players, but they still weren't like a national program. Well, you know what I mean? Like to the point of respectability of, hey, look out for Creighton. Mm-hmm. Well, now they got the expectations of, hey, Creighton's been to the Sweet 16. Uh, hey, they're getting these good players. And hey, they got expectations now. So so teams are coming in like, hey, they're the hunted. Like they're not lacking on them anymore, as the kids say. You know, they're not, they're not like, hey, yeah, whatever, it's Creighton. No, they're coming in to beat Creighton. So Creighton has to change their mindset with expectations of, hey, we're set to a higher standard, so we got to come and play every night 
and give our best shot because everybody else has given us their best shot. Mm. Hey, let me ask you something real quick before we get you out of here. How, level of surprise if Nebraska reels in Jalen Lloyd after all, you know, Georgia, Illinois, Florida, Texas Tech, and kind of Nebraska being out of the mix that Coach Rule and company could come in the last two weeks and sway him. Would you, you know the family. Would you be shocked? Um, not, not really. He's tough to – it's kind of tough because he has so many track offers. Yeah. He has more track than football, right? Yeah. And so, but I know, I know he likes football. And, and it's, a tough, it's, a, it's a tough thing. Are you going to go be an Olympian or are you going to be a Division One football player? Man, that's, that's a tough decision to make. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes play football for Nebraska. Not not really, but to me personally, DB, I think I think you go the Olympic route. I think you go do that. And then if that doesn't work out, then you come back like some of the baseball guys have done in the past. There's been track guys who've done that too. Yeah. Hey, they went to go do track and they came back to do football. I, my, me, I think that's what he should do. Mm, appreciate it. Thanks, Michigan Lance. Call in anytime again. And, hey, we'll talk more about this with Mike Schaefer next. Yeah.